Welcome to Shouts of Grace Radio, practical conversations from God's Word hosted by Pastor Steve Pearson of Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs. At Shouts of Grace Radio, it is our purpose to encourage you to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as a foundation for a genuine relationship with God. Now, let's join Pastor Steve for today's conversation. Hey, welcome back to the program. We are super excited that you can join us um, here. Gosh, it's um, I think we're at 113, 114 episodes. Um, if you're listening to this, um, what a what a great time to reminisce on um, this wonderful country that we live in, this freedom that we've been given. Uh, but more importantly than that, the the freedom that a person has in Christ. There's an Independence Day uh, for a Christian that differs. There's not one. Uh, date on a calendar, but the Independence Day is marked at that moment when you understand the gospel of Jesus Christ, you understand what this God in heaven did for you, you understand your sin, and you choose to relinquish control of your life and surrender to Christ, taking his righteousness upon yourself and giving him your sin. There is an exchange that takes place. There's a freedom from sin and the chains of sin that take place. You are able to see God and communicate with God, whereas before you were bound in your trespasses and sins, and that is an amazing Independence Day. And so we want to acknowledge that for those of you that are listening that have um, had that happen and and you've made that that exchange with Jesus. If this is your first time listening, we want to welcome you to Shouts of Grace Radio and let you know that you can go on to shoutsofgraceradio.com and you can listen to uh, close to two years worth of past programs on a whole host of topics, scriptures, a number of things with different pastors uh, that, that, that I bring in studio here. Um, and if you are a return listener, we want to say uh, thank you for your support um, and your prayers as well. Um, we want to give a shout out, as we always do, to Key Radio for the use of their studios. Um, I am in studio today with uh, a friend of mine and our youth pastor. Uh, we, he was on last week as well. Um, Dax Johnson, how you doing, brother? I'm doing good. How about yourself? Good, man. Good. I'm, I'm excited. Um, you know, my, my daughter just got married and my oldest daughter just got married. And it was a, it was a blessed time. And so um, I got a chance to, to walk her down the aisle mm. and then I got a chance to to jump into a different uh, side of it and and actually marry her and so how many times did you cry? Um, I I didn't I didn't cry, Dax. <laughs> I don't I don't cry. <laughs> actually, our 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 hardest time was about four three and a half four years ago when we when we took her to Bible college. You know that was a hard time because she was leaving our house and since then she's left and started a life in in California. And so you know we. We don't, we only see her life on and on the phone. Well, you know she talks to us, but we see her life on Instagram and and so forth. So um, that initial shock factor has been has been uh, has been has gone away for a while. But anyway, um, what I wanted to do today is I wanted to take a look. I wanted us to go. If you have your Bibles, I wanted us to go to Matthew twenty four because what I want to do is I want to start a series here on shouts of grace. Um, on end times and and really some things that we can that we can look at in the Bible that are that are both prophetic in nature um, as to things that are coming, but really some things that are happening right now 
that that Jesus would talk about, you know, the the temperature of the world, if you will, and what it will be like before he wraps things up. Um, and so what I want to do is I want to start off in Matthew 24. I'm going to read a section of, of, of verses, Dax, and then I want us to hone in on, on one of them in particular, because I think it's super prevalent. If you turn on the news outlets today, you, you see this. It's not controversial. It cannot be denied. And and it it's going to be something that a person has to face a reality in. And so Matthew chapter 24, verse one, it says, Jesus left the temple and he was going away with his disciples came uh, to point out to him the buildings of the temple. But he answered them, do you see all these things? Do, do, do you not see all these things? Truly, I say to you, there will not be one of these stones upon another that will not be thrown down. So they're just marveling at the at the at the architecture of the temple, right? And going, wow. And Jesus says, well, I got news for you. Um, this is going to be torn down and not one stone's going to be left on another. Um, and then he says in verse three, he says, and as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, tell us when will these things be and what will be the sign of your coming of the end of the age? And Jesus answered them, see to it that no one leads you astray for many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ and they will lead many astray and you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See to it that you are not alarmed for this must take place, but the end is not yet for nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there will be famines and earthquakes in various places. All these are but the beginning of birth pains. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and you will be put to death and you will be hated by all na- all nations for my name's sake. And then many will fall away and betray one another and hate one another. And many false prophets will arise and lead many astray. And because lawlessness will be increased, the love of many will grow cold, but the one who endures to the end will be saved. And so I want to stop there for a second, and and I want to talk about some of these things, but really honing in on verse 12, because lawlessness will increase, the love of many is going to grow cold. But before we get there, um, Dax, he's gives us a a checklist, if you will. Now, now it's not once every single one of these things happen, then guess what? Here comes here comes the coming of the Lord, right? Because he's, he he equates all of them to something very interesting. He says they're like birth pains, mm-hmm. right? So they're there, they increase, and then they decrease, and they subside, and then they increase, and then they decrease. So what he's talking about is as the coming of the Lord draws near, the things which you say, which oftentimes scoffers say have always existed— they increase. They increase in number. They increase in severity until that final birth pain gives birth to the child. There's going to be that final tumultuous thing where all these exist and it gives way to the coming of the Son of Man. And so I, I want to lay that out there first because I know a lot of times people that have problems with the end times will, will say, well, these things have always existed, but right. but they are birth pains, right? But let's talk about a couple of these. Um, he says in verse 4, um, he says, see to it that no one leads you astray for many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ and they will lead many astray deception, mm-hmm. right? Dax talk about the prevalence of deception, what that deception may be. Is it one thing? Is it multiple things? Talk about the days we're living in and the deception that we're seeing. What kind of deception are we talking about? Oh man, I actually, 
years ago, uh, I had a, one of my brothers actually had a friend who legitimately thought that he was Jesus Christ returning. <laughs> and <laughs> that was, that was a fun experience, like total long hair, bushy beard, everything, sandals, just, yeah, it was, that was, that was quite the experience. So I can, I can definitely attest to that one where Jesus says a lot of people will come saying that I am the Christ and they will lead people astray because for apparently that's actual, a real thing that happens. Right. Um, but yeah, there's there's all sorts of deception that goes on, not just in the secular side of things, but also on the, the Christian side of things. There's so many people that claim to be pastors, so many people that claim to be spiritual leaders, and they are actually leading people astray in the things that they say and the and things that they do. It's it's everywhere. So, so this is talking about a religious deception yeah. that that it will be very prevalent in the end times, right? And and I agree with you. I I think I think there's a lot of things done in the name of Christ. That's what he's saying. Many will say, I'm the Christ. They'll come in his name. Mm-hmm. Acts and, and, and different teachings and different moves will be done in the name of Christ, but they're actually leading people off the path and off the road, right? And so, but I think what's interesting here is he says, Jesus says, see to it that no one leads you astray. Mm. He puts the onus upon protecting oneself from deception on us. Right. How do we do that? Um read your Bible. <laughs> <laughs> the obvious, right? Yeah, right. That's, that's, that's always the obvious answer, but no, it's, it's be connected with Christ. It's, yeah. I've seen so many people pick up so many different false theologies and different false ideas simply because they don't read their Bible, simply because they don't pray and they just allow their, their faith to kind of slowly de- decay. And then when somebody comes in with a, with a twisted idea that seems like the truth, there's just enough truth in it to make them think that it's it's the right thing, but they never actually open their Bible to do the research of seeing what Jesus actually says about these things. Yeah, and, and I'll tell you what, you bring up a good point because, um, you know, there's one standard of truth that we hold as believers, right? Um, and nobody is above that. Nobody is able to usurp the authority that comes from Scripture. As a pastor, I have no authority, mm-hmm. right? I, I don't even, I, I, God has the authority. My my views of even scripture itself are not authoritative. Scripture is God-breathed. Alone scripture is God-breathed. So even my interpretation of it is not God-breathed, right. right? And so one of the things that the Bible puts into itself is the divine right, the God-given right to the individual who chooses to love God to protect themselves against anything and anybody who would misrepresent the word of God. Mm. Now, the Bible does say in Hebrews 13, 17, yeah, we're to submit to leaders within a church. But listen, it is only if the conduct, Hebrews 13, 6 and 7, if the conduct of those leaders is, is above reproach. In other words, the leaders themselves don't even get to tell you what the word of God means because God tells you what it means. So I love I love the fact that that um, when when Paul says it, he went in, in Acts chapter 17, when he said that those um, in, in Berea were more noble than those in Thessalonica because they right. had checked out the things they'd said. Paul himself wasn't above Scripture. And so I think it's important that we instill in congregations, in people, you have a personal relationship with God. 
God protects you from deception. Make sure your loyalty is to him and to what he says is true, not what because men will come up in religious sects and they will tell you what the truth means. They did it for over a thousand years, right? Mm-hmm. Until the I mean they took they took the word out of out of out of uh they took they took the word of God out of the hands of of the people. They put it into an into a language into into Latin which only the elite priests could understand and their people laid in darkness for over a, for over a thousand years until right. the word of God was put back into the common person's language and people understood, wow, I'm to study to show myself approved to God, a workman that need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So to your point, 100%, I think we protect ourselves against deception, religious deception, by going to the source of our truth, right. which is scripture. Going back to what you said in Hebrews 13, I'm actually just going to read it here because it's got some good stuff in it. It says in the ESV version, remember your leaders, those who spoke to you the word of God, consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. Yes. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Do not be led away by diverse and strange teachings, for it is good for the heart to be strengthened by grace, not by foods which have not been benefited, which have not benefited those who devote to them. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So, so one of the things about the end times is, um, is that there's going to be a religious deception and we're to mm. protect ourselves against that. We're not to rely on men to protect ourselves, uh, to protect us from that. But then he's going to go on and he's going to talk about some other things. He's going to say, you're going to hear of wars and rumors of wars and, and don't be shaken, right? Anytime we hear about a war that takes place in the Middle East or different things, hey, this is what's going to happen. You know, these are the beginning of birth pains mm-hmm. are going to increase um, he goes on and he say, and he talks about kind of a, a world climate. Nation's going to rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. There's going to be famines and earthquakes in various places. These are these are these are things that we're looking at happen right now, and they are increasing, right? And so one one of the things I want to do right on the other side of the break is is, is I want to look at what verse um, nine says. It says they're going to deliver you up to tribulation. You're going to be put to death. You will be hated. By all nations for my name's sake. And I want to talk about that, being hated for the name of Christ. Not because we're foolish, but because of what we stand for. You've been listening to Shouts of Grace. We'll be right back. You're listening to Shouts of Grace with Pastor Steve, the radio ministry of Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs, Utah. For more information about Redemption Hill, you can visit our website at rhutah.church. Shouts of Grace Radio is thankful for the encouragement from Key Radio, reaching Utah with the good news of eternal life from their station in Provo, Utah. Now, let's join Pastor Steve for the conclusion of today's conversation. Hey, welcome back to the program in studio today with Dax Johnson, the youth pastor, assistant pastor at Redemption Hill Church. And before the break, we're talking about um, kind of kicking off the series we're going to be doing on the end times. And we're in Matthew chapter 24, and we've been talking about just some things. So it's kind of the climate, the spiritual climate, kind of the, what you can see in the signs of what's happening on the earth before Christ returns. And, and we left off, Dax, by the, um, looking at verse 9. It says, then, they'll, then they will deliver you up to tribulation, put you to death, and you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. Now, there's two things here. One, we really can't relate with in our country, but the fact is it's happening all over the world. People are putting, being put to death for the name of Christ, right? Mm-hmm. But the second one, we can, and it's you will be hated by all nations, ethnos, ethnic groups, for my name's sake, right? When you take a stand for Christ in whatever context that is, does it not often bring reproach? Doesn't it bring hatred from the world and why? 
Definitely. Um, one thing I also want to point point out in those verses, it doesn't say you might be hated or there's a possibility of of these things. Jesus says that you will be, you will be delivered, you will be hated. Mm. This is it's a for sure thing that's going to happen, and it's something that Christians should definitely be preparing themselves for, essentially, because at a point, you know, good will become evil and evil will become good. And those for uh, for those of us who are standing for the good things of, of Christ, we essentially will be looked at as evil. And that will that will that'll bring on a lot of hate and a lot of di- not di- not diversity, dissension. Yeah. Um, you know, that's that's just going to how it's going to be. I'm. My words are scrambling right now. <laughs> no, that's okay. And here, here's the thing, but it's it's good because check this out. I, I, I look at what you're saying, and it's not just we're going to go share the gospel and basically the message of the cross is going to cause people to hate us. Mm-hmm. It, it's deeper than that because it's going to be the things that Christ stands for, right? In other words, it's not just, hey— sharing the gospel, Jesus died for your sin, you need to repent and give your life to him, we're going to be hated for that. We're going to be hated for standing for the things mm-hmm. that Christ is in favor of, that Scripture advocates. For example, the life of the unborn, right? When we stand right. for something for that, that, that God has shown, you know, there are six things that God hates, the seventh is an abomination, and in the middle of that, he says, hands that shed innocent blood, right? And so when we stand for what God stands for, a worldview, an ideology, right? We're going to be hated. We're going to be branded as haters. Here's a controversial one, but we're on Christian radio, so I could say it. When it talks about, um, you know, a, a person's sexual preference, right? A, a person chooses that. Well, I was born this way, and I want to be, you know, I want to, I want to be attracted and, and explore that attraction to the to the same sex, right? We would say, well, that's not God's best plan for you. In fact, that's not in God's plan at all for you. You know, if you're confused about sexual orientation, that's a that's a that's a difficult thing in in the world today. But it shouldn't be in the church because we take God's stand on that. God created man and woman, mm-hmm. male and female. He created them to have a relationship and companionship. When we take that stand in this in this backward world, we're viewed as haters. And so what we find is the world is redefining love, packaging it and telling us if we don't acquiesce to its definition of love, we're actually haters Mm -hmm. and they're doing the same thing they did to Christ. Right. And so it's not just the gospel and preaching the gospel that will bring hatred. It's the fact when we stand for what God stands for, there will be persecution. And I think it's going to increase and it's going to get greater. You see it in schools, you see it, you know, in the laws that are being made, you know, we can't pray, you know, Mm -hmm. in in certain places. I mean, so, so this is actually happening and unfolding before our eyes. And I think, I think it's going to increase. Um, Well, then he goes on and he says something interesting too. Um, He says, these are all beginning verse eight, the beginning of birth pains and verse nine, they're going to deliver you up. You're going to be hated by all nations. And then verse 10, and then many will fall away and betray one another and hate one another. He's saying in the end times, many will fall away, apostasia. There is going to be a departure from the faith. Talk about that for a second, because we see that happening. We see church taking on a very different look than it did several years ago, where people are less committed to the local church. Some don't even go to church anymore. I was just commenting to my wife, man, I'm I'm looking at people that once walked with us and now they're just inundated in the life of sin and they're posting it proudly Mm -hmm. and and they've fallen away. And I'm just like, Jesus saying, this is going to be very prevalent in the end times. There is going to be a departure from Christianity. It's crazy because it it is so... 
blatantly obvious now. You know, when I was a kid, I used to always think, you know, growing up in a, in a Christian church with all these end time things, that it would be like in your face. Most of the time, it actually ends up starting as a very subtle movement to the point where it's happening and you don't even fully realize that it's happening because it's been a slow progression leading up to it. And then now we just have this this full-blown apostasy, as you said, where people, they're not necessarily like leaving Christianity and leaving to go towards some other religion. But what they're actually doing is they're taking Christianity and they're twisting certain aspects of it so that it still looks like Christianity. It still looks like the Bible, the Word of God. But in fact, it's twisted just enough so that it's not the Word of God in itself. Yeah. Yeah, I think of I, I think of um, you know Jude. I think it's Jude. Um, it's only one chapter. I think it's around verse twenty one or twenty two. It says, "Keep yourselves in the love of God." Right? There, there, there's something. There's there's a responsibility God gives us to keep ourselves. He's the one that keeps us. Mm-hmm. Right? Jude twenty four says, "Now him who is able to keep you, um, to keep you from stumbling and present you faultless." So he keeps us. But there's this other side where we got to keep ourselves in the love of God. And I think what you see is a whole generation of a lot of people that are coming up with constant tension, pulling away from God and right. pulling towards something. And they're not keeping themselves in the love of God. They're not in fellowship. They're not really in their word. They're, you know, the digital age has captured them and they are being taken away by everything other than God's word. And so the consequence of that, he's saying, in the end times, there will be a great falling away, a departure from the Christian faith. Um, and, 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 and I think we see that happening. He says something else. He says, um, that, um, in addition to false prophets being raised, he says in, in 24, 12, because lawlessness will increase the love of many is going to grow cold mm-hmm. and the love of many growing cold. There's, it, it's not telling you, in other words, it's not saying the love of non-believers is going to grow cold. It's saying just because of lawlessness, the love of many is going to wax right. cold. Christians, non-Christians alike will be around lawlessness. We'll see it and our hearts will get cold mm. in the area of love. And and we'll see hatred and rather than respond with mercy, we'll respond with hatred. Talk about how that relates to what we're going through in this life right now. Man, that's, that's rough because even Jesus himself saying, blessed are those who make peace, essentially. Mm. And, and to see, you know, this the slow decay of, of the Christian heart where you become so desensitized to just going outside and seeing the world just every single day, there's something new going on. Wow. And instead of reacting the way that, that God calls us to, instead of, you know, answering that call to be loving in the way that Christ was loving, because there's a difference in, in, you know, being the loving how Christ was and just tolerance and I, I think that there's a huge difference there, and there there are some times where we lose that, and I think that there should be, hopefully there should be a return to that. Um, all of this has actually reminded me of a little bit of Re- Revelation 3, the, the letter to the church of Laodicea, where God is so blunt, Jesus is so blunt in this, this letter to the church, where he actually says, I know your works, you are neither cold nor hot, would that you were either cold or hot. So because you are lukewarm and neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. That's, oh my goodness, just mm-hmm. those words alone to say, Jesus, Jesus, God is saying, I would rather you either be firm in your faith or not at all. Because when you're, when you're stuck in that middle and there's that sort of desensitization, oh my goodness, my words, words are hard. 
when you when you're stuck in the middle as a Christian, God is saying, I would rather you be on fire or not at all. Essentially, I'd rather you be for me or against me. Hmm. Well, I'll tell you, you know, in the last thirty seconds um, that we have here. I, I see one of the last things he says here in verse 13, he says, but he who endures to the end will be saved. Mm-hmm. So it, it's it, despite all of what you have, that's hardening the hearts, despite all that, if you endure it to the end, you're going to be saved. And I think Christians are called, listen, to not acquiesce to the world, to not come alongside the world that hates you and hates it, but to actually change the world by enduring through it and continuing with the message of God in in, in the face of a Christ-rejecting world. Um, Hey, listen, we're out of time for this episode of Shouts of Grace. Uh, We want to thank you for tuning in and invite you to join us next week, same time. God bless you. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Shouts of Grace Radio, practical conversations from God's Word, hosted by Pastor Steve Pearson. We hope that you have been encouraged to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. If today's conversation encouraged you in your journey following and learning more about Jesus, we would love to hear from you. You can visit us online at shoutsofgraceradio.com. At shoutsofgraceradio.com, you can listen to all of our episodes, share them online with your friends, and find out more about Pastor Steve. Shouts of Grace is an outreach of Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs, Utah. Thank you again for joining us on today's show. And from all of us at Shouts of Grace, it is our prayer that you would grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ. Shout-